0: podcast. Toot toot. Well, buddy, how the heck are you doing this evening? Oh, <laughs> I'm pretty good, Mr. Possum. I'm pretty good. It's soup season. Ooh. Soup is back on the menu, y'all. Yes, I get to wave my soup pennant around.
1: The most wonderful time of the year, Mr. Possum, soup season. Yes. And what better way to kick off soup season than with a huge communal stew? Hoo-boy, or should I say (laughs) stew-boy? You should. The communal stew is the oldest and most significant American culinary tradition as it demonstrates the value of sharing our goods for the benefit of greater society. Sharing, the thing we as Americans famously love to do.
0: Yes, and here's something else. The communal stew is also a reminder that society can't ever be too good. Because some jerk always shows up with some weird ingredient like corn or pitted olives, you know?
1: I gotta say, Mr. Possum, it's strange of you, of all beings, to mention the fact that somebody always ruins the communal stew. Since, in my opinion, you have wrecked every communal stew you've been a part of. I
0: have, and I will continue to do that. People gotta learn that lesson, Big Al. I'm just an agent of that lesson. It's my job to teach them that you should keep your standards quite low. Wow. That's a very philosophical way to look at yourself, Mr.
1: Possum. You you are a lesson for other people.
0: Yes. I am the destroyer. (laughs) Okay. Wow. (laughs) So tonight on
1: the show, Mr. Possum and I have brought our favorite stew ingredients. We're going to tell you about them. Coming up after this, it's our first stew ingredient of the season.
0: Tonight, me and Big Al, are, we're downright folksy. We're making a stew together. Big Al, what's the first ingredient in the stew for the night? Well, people often forget that
1: when you make a stew, the first and I think most critical ingredient is actually what you cook it in. Oh, mm, okay. See, a lot of folks think you can make a stew in anything. Heck, they'll grab a stainless steel stockpot or a nonstick saucepan. But you got to have a dedicated stew pot, in my opinion, Mr. Possum. Okay. And here's the key to a good stew pot. It's got to be aged and seasoned. Just like mama's old cast iron skillet. You do not wash this thing with soap and water. You do not scrub it with a brush. You do not hose this bad boy out. Hmm. You dump last week's stew leavings over the back fence and you let it sit. All the flavors of the previous stews get reactivated when you heat it up again, and it makes for a richer, deeper, more historical flavor. An aroma that you can't buy in a restaurant because they are not legally allowed to cook in something they did not wash. The aged, seasoned,
0: dedicated stew pot is critical to a good stew. Okay. All right. I'm listening. What You had me at historical flavors. That tastes nasty. I bet you history tastes nasty. And I'm all for it. Now, did this stew pot get handed down through the family to you? Oh,
1: yes. For decades. Decades, Mr. Possum, this thing was passed down. Now, the worst thing that can happen to a stew pot is it meets a generation that gets too big for its britches. Mm. That wants to try something new. So they make a shrimp bisque, or they heat up some tandoori in the thing, and you set off the flavor for decades. Hmm. Although, this isn't always bad. See, I had a great aunt who had my stew pot before me, and she made Tom Yum in there, and I get this little hint of Tom Yum every time I make a stew. It's kind of nice, actually.
0: Ah, so it's like the ghost of your great aunt lives inside the pot.
1: Yeah, and she's reactivated and comes back to life whenever I make stew again. And if I happen to grab, you know, the wrong seasoning or uh, start making the stew in a way she doesn't appreciate, she'll whack my hand with the back of a ghost of a wooden spoon
0: that I lost years ago. Well, that's kind of redundant. All spoons are ghosts, especially if they're made out of wood. Wood's just the ghost of a tree already, so it's a double ghost. You sound like such a fool sometimes. (laughs) Mr. Possum, what is the first
1: ingredient? You're contributing to the communal stew.
0: Well, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm just going to plop it in first, and we'll discuss it, because you're not going to like it. Bloop. Oh. It's a shoe, big owl. Oh, I knew it. Yep, an old, worn, dirty street shoe.
1: I knew you were going to wreck this stew. I'm surprised you jumped straight to shoe, but I knew you were going to ruin this thing.
0: Well, you know, making a stew is no different than getting up in the morning. The first thing you do is you put on your shoes. Here's the thing. Shoes contain the flavor of the street. Now, I've said this before, and I'm tired of having to repeat it.
1: I don't think anybody would argue with you that shoes don't contain the flavors of the streets. That is actually the problem that people have with you dumping it into
0: the pot. Good. I'm tired of being argued with. Plus, sometimes people spill actual food on the shoes they're wearing, so then you get bonus flavors that aren't metaphorical. Now don't be silly, Big Al Don't be trying to eat the shoe later It's there for seasoning It's like putting a bay leaf in there Yeah You don't eat it Or a carcass It's too tough Or a carcass Yeah It's just a shoe to make the stew better It's a little shoe
1: stew All right. well, as I said, it's a communal stew So you do have a say in what's in it I do And you do ruin every stew So I knew this was gonna happen
0: Yes, I do Also, I stepped in gum in these shoes, so I'm hoping the Berlin water will pry loose the gum that's stuck in the little creases in the bottom. Oh, are you intending to take these shoes out and wear them again after this? Yes. Oh. I'm going to wear them back around. And then, later, when we make our next stew, I'll put the same shoes in there. And eventually, you'll learn to love it. I'm basically walking around in your stew. You don't know a man. Do you walk her a mile in his stews?
1: Well, I don't know why it's more gross to me that you would reuse the same pair of shoes, but it is.
0: Are you kidding me? I can't afford cologne. I would love to walk around smelling like stew and have heads turning. What's that smell? Who's (laughs) that possum? Wow, he smells like boiled shoe. Big Al, what you plopping in here next?
1: Well, as I said, Mr. Possum, the stew pot is the most critical ingredient in your stew. Mm-hmm. But neck and neck with that ingredient, and perhaps even more important, is your choice of broth. Now, you got your chicken broth, you got your beef broth, you got your vegetable broth, bone broth, etc. These are all fine if you're some kind of soup noob. But I have an advanced soupsman's palate. So I head straight for the hard stuff.
0: Oh, yeah? What's that?
1: Goose broth. Goose broth. Goose broth, Mr. Possum. Six types of goose, slow simmered over a natural flame for weeks, then barrel-aged for seven years in a cool, dark environment. Darn near rock-hard clump of condensed goose jelly at the end of all that. They say if you can get it out of the jar at all,
0: it ain't goose. So what, are you intending to drop the whole jar in and just let it slither out like a blob? Oh, I get it out of the jar, Mr. Possum. You know what they say, what's bad for a goose is great for a stew. They say that. I certainly feel that way. I, for one, am happy that we're throwing goose products in there. I don't need to have to remind the audience that I'm a talking possum. I don't get along with geese. They're bullies. They steal my popcorn at the zoo. I don't like them.
1: Yeah. That's your popcorn that you purchased from someone at the zoo, or is that popcorn that you found on the on the ground or in a it's garbage can? Po-
0: it's popcorn I found first, and geese will come up and be like, hey, this is my turf, honk, honk, and they'll take it. Okay. I mean, they might. I think they might have a rightful claim to that popcorn. I doubt it. It sounds like that is their turf. The thing is, I'm friendly. I'm folksy. I say stuff like toot, toot. The geese will come up and go honk, honk. That's rude. <laughs> you can't say that. In a positive way, ain't nobody ever said "honk honk" in a friendly way. They're jerks. Yeah, throw
1: them in the stew. Little Bobby and the Goose is our arch nemesis radio show.
0: Oh yeah, they got a show over there on Sirius.
1: And they say "honk honk" over there. They stink. Mr. Possum,
0: what's next in the stew? It's rubber beef, Big Owl. Rubber beef. Yes. Fake beef made out of rubber, but it's like they look like real good pieces of beef. They got the grill marks on them. They got sort of a perfectly cooked pink hue to the middle part. But it's just a little piece of rubber. It's just a little joke. Here's the thing. You got yourself a big bowl of stew. You got a bunch of hungry boys with the ladles coming around there filling up their bowl. And if you're last in line, they're going to be trying to beat you to the good beef. And joke's on them, because they're going to get the best-looking beef and fill up their bowl and chuckle as they go back to their table and say, I got the good beef, look at me. They look like fools when they take a bite, and it's rubber beef. Yeah. And then you got the real stew in your bowl.
1: Wow, Mr. Possum, you are taking ruining a stew to a whole new level here with an actual prank ingredient. Yes.
0: I'm going for kind of a prank and bean flavor. Mm Mm-hmm. Toot toot.
1: Toot toot, yeah. That is what we like to call next level trolling nowadays. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, troll level 10 or whatever they say. Mm hmm. You're playing 12 dimensional chess here with our stew. I'm thinking five stews ahead, you know. <laughs> Wait till you see their face when they bite into that rubber beef. And
1: they get a mouthful of that shoe broth that you've made for them. Mm hmm. That's truly diabolical, Mr. Possum. Congratulations. You have impressed me with your sinister schemes once again. It's why we're friends.
0: Thank you, sir. What you got next you're going to plop in there, big Al?
1: Well, I know I said the pot was the most critical ingredient earlier in the show. And then I said the broth was maybe as, just as important as that as well. But it's possible I was wrong in both instances. And the actual most important ingredient is the spice blend you season your stew with. Ah, the spice. And for this, I got something I can't talk too much about, Mr. Possum. It's Big Howl's signature stew seasoning. Ooh. Boy, oh boy, this stuff packs a punch. It's got some heat. It's got some aroma, it's got 60% of your daily recommended intake of fiber, and I am bound by personal code not to tell you what
0: is in it. Uh, let me see it. Hmm. Well, I know you're trying to keep it a secret, but it's mostly salt and pepper, I can see that. There's some orange powder in there, what, is that, is that Metamucil, Big owl?
1: Well, as I said, I am bound by personal code not to tell you what is in Big House Special Stew Seasoning. Yeah. But there is a special blend of salts, Grocer's Choice crushed black pepper. And yes, I do use the Kroger knockoff of Metamucil in there to make sure there's what I like to call the fiber payoff to your stew. The fiber payoff. That's right. Gut health is as important when you're making a stew as it is any other time.
0: It's interesting that you bring up gut health, Big Al, because my next ingredient for this stew is a little pink slurry I like to call Pepto-Bismol. Oh, wow. That's right. I always think, like, people eat heavy, nasty food, and then afterwards they chug at pink stuff. Why don't you just put it in the food, and you can drink something else later? Kill two birds with one stone. I hate to say this, but you might be on to something, Mr. Possum. I know, and it gives it some color. I mean, think about it. You got the vibrant pink. You got the flecks of orange, Metamucil. And they're functional. The combination of Pepto-Bismol and Metamucil in food, it's like having a traffic cop in your guts.
1: Yeah, you got something to settle the tum there, and then you got something to kind of move everything along a little more smoothly.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's got little white gloves and a whistle, and it's wearing a pink policeman's outfit. How quaint, because it's Pepto. Right. Maybe it's got an orange hat on because it's Metamucil. Sure. This bit's pretty much finished, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think we've driven this thing right into the ground, Mr. Possum. Yeah, when you reach perfection, you got to stop and take a rest.
1: Put a tombstone on it. Best bit ever. Uh, 2023.
0: Now, what's next?
1: The stew crystal. The stew crystal? My next ingredient is the stew crystal. Now, you may recall at the beginning of the episode, I said that the stew pot was the most critical ingredient in a stew. And in some ways, that's true. And then I said it was the broth. And then I said it was the seasoning. And who can argue against either of those? Mm-hmm. But there's something else there in the stew that must not be neglected. And that is, of course, the spirit and the energy. Of your stew Well sure The very vibe of your stew must be good And thus There is another Critical Important Perhaps most important Ingredient Your stew must be at peace Mr. Possum And so the first thing you drop into that broth Better be Your stew crystal Stew crystal Yep Mm. It's a powered energy crystal That dissipates
0: a positive vibe Into your stew As it simmers it's powered when it's plugged in ain't you gonna get electrocuted what's this thing made out of well when I say
1: powered I mean it's powered with uh with energy oh fake power crystal energy yeah I don't actually know what this crystal is is made of I don't I, I just went into the crystal store and I picked out the one that had the best vibe uh, I held it in my hand and I imagined a uh, stew and you know this one had the best stew feeling
0: okay okay that's pretty stupid. So, Big Al, you're stewing an unknown mineral. in a stew pot you ain't never washed. I'm starting to think that you've done some real injury, damage to your brain.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, possibly. But the brain is not you, Mr. Possum. I am not my brain. And if I have to jolt my brain with the occasional toxic mineral to remind it who's in charge, well, that's just what I have to do. To keep my vibe good, my spirit pure.
0: Wow, you really do sound like a walking, talking, bruised brain.
1: So pick yourself out a stew, Crystal, and be sure to recharge that thing in the microwave for about 20 minutes in between stews.
0: I recommend that you don't do none of that.
1: Big and possum, brave and strong and awesome, speaking truths and tooting toots and having tons of laughs. Big, Big Owl, Owl and Possum, two good boys hootin' and hollering. We'll comfort you when you're blue and calm you when you're mad Hey, Mr. Possum!
0: Hey, Big Owl.
1: I heard you went to a dominatrix this week.
0: Yep, yep.
1: So the wife's okay with that?
0: <laughs> she set it up, Big Owl. What? Yeah, she said I've been acting kind of confident and self-assured lately, so she hired a dominatrix to give me some guff.
1: Ah, I see. So the wife sent you to a dominatrix.
0: How'd it go? It went badly.
1: Yeah, well, I suppose they're supposed to rough you up a bit.
0: Well, that's just the thing, Big Al. She wasn't no good at giving me gut. Huh? Well, she pours out a trash can on the floor, and she's like, Possum, you eat this trash. (laughs) That's a good one. So I'm like, what is this lunchtime? Normal lunchtime? Lady, I'm a possum. I'll eat some trash whether I'm paying you 20 bucks an hour or not. 20 bucks? 20 bucks an hour. Hey, they hiring? So then she puts on a bowl of some muddy, stagnant water. And she's like, Possum, you drink this dirty water, you worm. And I'm like, oh, you mean this delicious sauce that's a delicacy to me? You want me to drink this? Uh, let me think about it. Glug, 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 glug.
1: Yeah, so far it just sounds like a restaurant for possums.
0: <laughs> exactly, doc. So then she's like, put this collar on. And she hands me a dog's collar. A dog collar? Big Al, I had tears in my eyes. A dog collar. No one had ever, no one had ever treated me this good. I'm like, lady, are you going to put a leash on me and walk me around like how a dog gets walked around? Oh, boy. And she says, yep. And I just about start to blubber I say, lady, it's been a dream of mine my whole life to be walked around in the street like a dog. This is the best moment of my life.
1: Wow. So a dominatrix treats you, a possum, better than anyone ever has.
0: Yep, funny how that works, Betty. Anyway, she's walking me down the street and I'm happier than a clam and syrup. But then we walk smack into Sheriff Tubbs. Uh-oh. And Sheriff Tubbs says, Mr. Possum, you're engaging in a lewd and salacious act in public. I'm gonna have to write you up for libidinous behavior. And what'd you say to that, Mr. Possum? I said, libidinous? Sheriff, I'm just the client. The lady back there's the one running the little business. Toot, toot!
1: Toot, toot! Big Allen Possum, brave and strong and awesome. Speaking truths and tooting toots and having tons of laughs. Big Hal and possum, both bound for poppers' coffins. We'll comfort you when you are blue and calm you when you're mad. Mr. Possum, what's the next ingredient going into the communal stew?
0: I'm just gonna say it. I'm putting gravy in there. Wow! Wow! An actual edible
1: ingredient from Mr. Possum. I know what gravy. A, what a
0: shock! It's just the thing is, you know, I'm seeing all these recipes. books and on the internet, and they're talking about, how do I make my stew thick? And people are like, well, put some taters in there, because there's starch and taters, and it'll thicken up the the stew. Or if you got an old relative that's got a can of thicket sitting around, dump a little thicket in there. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you're just trying to make gravy, but you're going the wrong way. You're kind of taking a roundabout route. The quickest way to get from A to B is with Gravy. It's what they say.
1: Yeah, just start out with the gravy already made.
0: Exactly.
1: I like this approach, Mr. Possum. I think you've made a you've you've kind of come up with a sort of brilliant way to simplify recipes for people who are looking for stuff online. Like if you're making a gumbo, but you don't know how to make a roux or making roux is tough, what you can put in your in your simplified recipe is start out with a roux. Right. Or make the roux yesterday put that at the top of the uh, of the recipe and that way the person is already starting out on third base making this uh making this gumbo
0: that's right and they'll roux the day they read any other recipe toot 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 Tonight, me and Big Al is making a big old mess of stew. And it's time for Big Al to add his final ingredient. I am dying to know.
1: My final very important ingredient that goes into every stew I make, perhaps the most important ingredient, is what I like to call the heart of the stew. Ooh. See, we've worked on the body and the soul and the heritage and the aroma of this incredible stew. And now it's time to give it its heart, which is three cans of Campbell's Chunky Sirloin Burger Soup with Country Vegetables. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Choice Sirloin Burger meat, carrots, peas, green
0: beans, three cans of the chunky stuff. I'm a little surprised at you, Big L. I, I'm kind of surprised that you're putting these ready-made ingredients in. You've been starting everything from scratch, and this don't seem so scratchy. I mean,
1: they're they're ingredients, Mr. Possum.
0: Yeah. I snub my
1: nose at no ingredient. As any good chef will tell you, all ingredients are good, including those that come in a can from the store.
0: Well, aren't you worried it's going to clash with the rest of your seasoning and broth and the ghost of your aunt and stuff?
1: Oh, it sounds like my stew is a little too spicy for Mr. Possum.
0: Nuh-uh, it's not. Oh, boy. It
1: is not. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like there's a little too much flavor in it for Mister Possum. He's like a little a little flavor baby. Flavor He's like, baby. Wah 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 yeah. wah wah. Just give
0: me the give me the simple stewed vegetables with no spice. Quit it. We're on the radio. Don't you call me a flavor baby. That's enough. That'll be about enough of that. I've had it.
1: Well, don't complain about uh, how spiced my stew is then. I will not. By spiced, I of course mean the four hundred percent. Of your daily intake of sodium that you will get from this stew.
0: I'm going to eat more of this stew than you could ever imagine. I am going to stupefy you Uh with how much stew I can eat. I want my toot. I said stupefy. Give me my toot. Toot toot. Toot toot. Mr. Possum. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. What's the last one? Well, I'm noticing this stew's got all the flavor it could need. Now, yet I wouldn't want to touch the flavor, not even a little bit more. It's perfect. But what it needs, it needs to be a little more funny. Because, I mean, a communal stew is for a party. We need to laugh some. Okay. And the rubber beef was pretty funny, but it wasn't meant to be a joke. It was meant for people to go for the dummy meat and give me the real meat. Okay? Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to plop... I'd say probably a quart of squeaky rubber balls in here. (laughs) Okay. Here I go. Yeah. Now that. Now we're cooking some funnies. Wouldn't it be so funny if somebody took a bite of their stew and it went squeak? Are you kidding me? Have you ever heard the likes they would look like such a fool.
1: Well, I mean it's not with that many rubber balls in there, it sounds like everybody's gonna be squeaking. Yeah. It sounds like it's gonna be hard to get around the rubber balls in the stew.
0: Yeah, maybe. But it'll be funny. And that's the important thing. It'll be funny for every single person there who doesn't laugh at his squeaky toy. It's a funny sound. And plus, you ever been in the bathtub with a little squeaky toy, and you kind of squeak, you squeeze it, and you put it underwater, and then when you bring it out, you can squirt some water out with it? Yeah. You can make this this squeeze toy into a little stew squirt gun. Yeah. You can also not submerge it in the stew water, and you can just squeak it, and a little bit of air comes out, and you can cool off your bite before you eat it. This is going to be the new craze, put the squeaky balls in soup.
1: You know what? You had me at this being a sort of funny thing. I'm not sure you're going to be able to sell this to people as an actual good thing. I think you might just want to laugh at the joke that you played on everybody while they're squeaking on these balls. Because I don't think I don't think this is going to take off as the next big soup trend, is people having uh, squeaky balls in their soup. Reminds me a little bit of that boba tea. You ever had that stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is kind
0: of a similar texture.
1: Well, I know people like boba tea, but for me, it's very frustrating because I'm trying to get a big gulp of tea, and there's all these little boba balls in the way.
0: hmm Well, there's a practical thing here too, Big Al, because nowadays there's a lot of concern about, you know, people uh, getting sick and getting other people sick by breathing and stuff like this, and it's really considered rude these days to blow on your soup. But what are you going to do, get rid of hot soup? No, put a rubber ball in it and squeeze all over it.
1: Okay, well, you might have a you might have a point there. It's a uh,
0: by far not the
1: stupidest thing that anybody's done in the last couple of years. The Big Howl and Possum Podcast.
0: Toot toot.